Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we discuss entertainment media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe. Are we still starting fights in the comments? Yeah. Start a fight in the comments. Let's Wait. get some... Yeah. Let's start the new year off right here and get some, some controversy going on. Yeah. We're gonna, fight everybody. Yeah, we're going to... We're a couple schlubs on the internet that don't know anything, but we're going to talk about our favorite movies of the year today, and we're going to get a lot of them wrong. We're going to yeah. say some stupid stuff. We're going to trash your favorite movies and hype up your least favorite, so you should, you should let us know about it in the comments. Yep. Of whatever medium. This year got off to a great start. Um, if you can't tell... Well, I guess uh, well, uh, video people are on this part. My uh, my my mic thing broke, and so now I am my mic is precariously perched on my stand. It's a great start to the new year. Boy, is it, Matt Preston? What have you been up to? Mostly watching a whole bunch of twenty twenty movies. Yeah, we'll Gotta prepare for this for this yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get into a lot of the 2020 stuff. I wanted to mention two in particular that I liked, but which aren't really talking about in a whole much depth in our like actual best of the year episode. Um, first one is Sputnik, huh. which is that's the thing that's in the in the sky. Yeah, the little Russian space thing. Yeah, he's still up there, isn't he? Some of, I mean, there was more than one Sputnik. So some of them are still up in the sky, right? <laughs> <laughs> so there's the original one, and I think it's. Still, I could Google it. I don't care enough. Yeah, me either. <laughs> um, so basically, the story is um, there's a couple of Russian astronauts in 1983, I want to say, and they go up and they do some mission in space and they're coming back down and something lands on their ship on reentry. Ooh, was it Sputnik? No. Oh, it'd be funny if just like... Sputnik can mean like a... Um, gosh, I don't remember what the actual... There's a few different meanings, and one of them can be like an uh, an unexpected or unwanted visitor. Oh. Yeah. So it's it's kind of alien plus arrival with just a little bit of Avatar thrown in. Okay. The the blue one, not the elements one. Yeah. Um, it's pretty solid. It's Russian. It's in Russian, okay. Russian language movie. Um, and it's, it's not so spectacular. You kind of always know how things are going to go. Um, it goes a little off the rails emotionally in the last 20 minutes, but like it kind of works. Okay. Um, but it's, it's fun. It's restrained. It's kind of slow paced. Um, the acting's really good. The gore is kept to a minimum, but when they bring it out, they bring it out in spades. Mm -hmm. Dude at one point gets like his head chopped at a 45 degree angle. And you just like, you see the, and sort of slowly collapse with the top of his head missing. It's pretty great. Oh yeah. Ew yeah <laughs> gross yeah it's uh it's not super scary um but it, i mean it's definitely a horror movie and mm -hmm. it's it's definitely like there's some real gore and some really just kind of morally uncomfortable scenes that's the fun thing is it, it starts playing these characters off each other and yeah. you get a bunch of like bad people doing the right things for the wrong reasons and good people doing the wrong things for the wrong reasons, right wrong reasons and good people doing the wrong things for the right reasons yeah. and cowardly people doing brave things for cowardly reasons. And it's, hmm. it's, it's interesting. I'm going to beat, I'm going to kill this alien and save the world. Cause I'm scared of it. No, you're oversimplifying. All right. But yeah, kind of, kind of <laughs> roughly in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was pretty good. And then I watched possessor. Uh, which is a movie by Brandon Cronenberg, 
who you might recognize the Cronenberg part. Like, recognize the reference of a Cronenberg. Yeah, David David Cronenberg is a famous director who did, um, well, probably his most famous. I haven't actually seen anything he's done. So, uh, Wolflander qualified here, but probably his most famous movie is The Fly, where Jeff Goldblum gets transformed into a horrifying half-human, half-fly hybrid. Oh. It's pretty famous. It's supposed to be pretty good. I haven't seen it. I think I've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's famous for like his sort of weird trippy visuals and lots of gore and disturbing effects and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, and boy is Brandon following in his footsteps. (laughs) Uh, so possessor, basically the story with that one is sort of like, uh, inception, except if Christopher Nolan were on a lot of drugs and a bit of a misanthrope. Um, (laughs) so the, the premise is there's this technology that lets you basically take over a person's consciousness. Um, and there's this corporate group that uses this to assassinate clients um, or assassinate people for a hefty fee. Okay. Which I guess kind of makes sense. If you have this technology, certain people will pay you a lot of money to pretend you're someone else. And it's basically a traceless killing. Yeah. Just like someone randomly snapped. And so they like... They'll target people around them to inhabit that, like, they can fake that sort of, they're, like, unstable enough that they can have, like, a day of instability and kind of break down, and then it all leads to a climactic murder death. Mm -hmm. So, the premise is really cool. Um, The acting is good. It's uh, Andrea Reesborough is the the main lady. I have no idea what else she's been in, but I recognize her. So, I could have looked it up, but I didn't. Oh, well. Because... I don't know. I'm feeling lazy. Today, no one expects us to be good. <laughs> I expect us to be good. You pointed at the camera that no one's going to see. Case in point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. It's got uh, Tannis from Letterkenny. Oh. Kept playing kind of a minor role. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. God, I, I was like Letterkenny. I spent I, season nine. Lie. I thought about Letterkenny <laughs> literally today. Season nine just came out apparently. What? Or not today, but like this week or is coming out i think it is coming out because i would i would have heard a couple of my friends like mm-hmm. a couple of my friends would have called me yeah <laughs> Again, uh anyway that's why you keep talking yeah no uh she's in it kind of briefly and i spent the entire movie trying to figure out where we sh- she was from uh sean bean is in it uh december and- 26th <laughs> i gotta go watch that now yeah anyway sean bean sean bean does he die it's actually a bit of a spoiler if i reveal that or not He's kind of, so the plot is very much the predictable, like, okay, let's do one job just to kind of show how the mechanics work. And then we'll do kind of do a little bit of scene setting and then build up to the the big final job. It's I mean, it's basically the same structure as Inception. Um, and Sean Bean is the big final target guy okay. that they're trying to kill. So it's a bit of a spoiler whether or not they succeed. Crazy. He's a jerk though. And he's having so much fun being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> he's just this obnoxious rich guy that's yeah. like belittling and demeaning and dehumanizing. Ah, it's fun. So it's me. Yeah. All right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure not many of those actually. Like. <laughs> yeah. So I really wanted to like this one. Kind of liked it, but like it's it's got the problem that it is too slow and artsy for its premise. Mm-hmm. Um, but too exciting and action-packed for its thematic heft, I yeah. guess. 
it's a movie that doesn't quite know what it wants to be, but there's a lot of great ideas and a lot of really cool moving parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I should also mention, uh, unless you take this as a wholehearted recommendation, that it's super graphic in the uh, sex and violence categories. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go watch it now. Yeah. I want to see all of the the nude deaths. Yes. I don't think there's... Th- there are some nude deaths. Oh. Oh, cool. Yeah. Fun. Mostly the sex and violence are separate. Okay. Mostly. But yeah, no, it's just like the, the first murder, it's like she's she's going up to the guy and she pulls out the knife and then it cuts to like extreme close up of the knife sliding into his throat and oh. pulling out and the blood coming out. And it's it's good, but it's like, whoa, okay. That's, <laughs> that's what this movie's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. Um, I recommend both of those. They're not for everyone, that's for certain, mm-hmm. but uh, it's Sputnik and Possessor and I'm really interested to see what brandon cronenberg does next because this feels like the first movie of someone that's going to make some really interesting stuff if you had to compare like if you said for each of those movies if you liked this movie a lot then you'll like this movie like compare it to a Mm. give someone a similarity yeah um boy uh (laughs) i really threw (laughs) so problem with sputnik sputnik i mean if you like kind of slow burn horror this is going to be for you if you liked uh the witch um or i don't know something kind of in that species okay um the witch is actually a pretty good point of comparison there. okay if uh, you like the witch check out sputnik yep um for whatever reason i'm thinking of winter's bone for possessor <laughs> but that does not make sense because that's a slow jennifer lawrence drama yeah um it, there's really nothing like it um it's it sort of feels like Blood Simple, which is the Coen Brothers' first movie in the sense that it's like it's a raw first attempt at something. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting, but like it's really just visceral and refuses to look away. I, I don't know. I can't think of okay. anything obviously like it. So check it out if you want something just new. The Lighthouse. Let's stick on the Robert Eggers theme. All right. It's kind of, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Shark vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Preston, man. what you been up to? Oh, so okay. Um, I mean, trying to avoid twenty twenty things. Uh, I watched. Um, finally got to see Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, I watched it with my parents. How is it? That is a good movie. I really want to see that. That is just. It's just so funny. It's mm-hmm. just Taika's really dry humor. The specific humor that I like that. A couple other directors do it, but mm-hmm. where it's this kind of extended awkward bit that has no ramifications to the plot. Mm-hmm. There's a scene really early on in the movie where the kid is getting out of a car and the police officer is like, like he gets out of the car and the police officer wants to close the door, but he's like in the way of the door. Mm-hmm. She's like, move, get move, move. And he's That's like, not Just, the voice. Do the voice. I can't do the voice. Do the voice. No. Do the voice. Move. 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 And he's like, no. And he's like, like move. Move. Like, no. And it's like, it goes on for like a solid 10 seconds. And it's just really funny. He's not saying no. He's just kind of like inching away, like not far enough to mm-hmm. get for her to close the door. And it's just this really awkward, funny moment. Um, But no, it definitely uh, it gets your heartstrings a couple times. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie if you uh honestly it's it's very different from what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. I think I think Thor Ragnarok is a, is 
very much along those lines of oh, Jojo Rabbit. It's very similar to Jojo Rabbit, where it knows how to pull your pull in your heartstrings, okay, and can also, but also is funny and kind of like and kind of weird, quirky little moments. Like mm-hmm. it, it fits that really well. So if you really like Jojo Rabbit, you'll really like uh, this one. Okay, um, it's just Taika Waititi in Taika Waititiing, um, without the oversight of the MCU. Yep, <laughs> wearing his Waikikiest Waititiest tights. He was not wearing tights. Oh. He was in he's a priest in that. The I didn't one know scene. he wasn't wearing tights under the cassock. True, he probably was. I would. But uh it's it's great. It's a good movie. Good. Um I've been meaning to see that for a long time. Yeah. Uh I think that's the only thing that I would allow myself to talk about on the podcast right now. Fair enough. Everything else is twenty twenty or I'm in the middle of it and we have agreed to not talk about things that we're in the middle of. Yep. <laughs> So that's all the all I've done. Cool. Good. Yes. News. News. Hasn't been much. Yeah, not really. Um twenty twenty one. Oh, right. It's Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's uh it officially went past eleven fifty nine PM on December thirty first, twenty twenty. Therefore, all of the problems with twenty twenty one twenty twenty are gone. That's how that works. Oh, that's the a load off year, my back. The new year completely erases every single problem that was happening in 2020. The pandemic's over, everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but this year that really pissed me off. Everyone's like, 2021's going to be better. And you're like, there's still problems. It doesn't change anything. Our- time is a, time is a, just a construct to make sense of what's happening. <laughs> Mostly. Everything is still going wrong. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of things going wrong, AMC Theaters is offloading a bunch of stock to try to get some money because they're going to run out of cash before long. Oh, okay. There's a I'm I'm looking at a Hollywood Reporter, Reporter article and there's a, a photo of an AMC theater and it's an empty parking lot and a couple of geese sitting out front. <laughs> it's kind of delightful, kind of kind of post-apocalyptic. In a yeah. Way. So that's a that's a bad thing. And if uh, Warner Brothers continues to shove all their movies onto hbo max and if other studios follow suit with that might, might be see, the end of the theaters might be the end of theaters who would have thought that it not not the market but a pandemic oh it's always exogenous shocks that's true i guess yeah exogenous what yeah are those words i mean i know shocks is exogenous yeah exo 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 a exo exo genus of the out or from the outside yeah there you go Big word of the day. There you go. Don't really have the screen to put the yeah. definition on, but it's we just of, we just did it. We yeah. did the definition. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, it's economics terminology. You ah, you and your a, degree. You have kind of a closed system, and then you have something like a pandemic that happens that throws off the, the existing paradigm, I guess. I just find it hilarious that the two people that have one of the most popular entertainment media podcasts in the world, your our degrees are entertainment, not entertainment, <laughs> economics, <laughs> economics. <laughs> And industrial engineering, like just really nothing with the industry. Nope. Yep. So take that, people who we're think an that exogenous we have shock. <laughs> we have no authority on what's happening. <laughs> we should change the podcast name to Exogenous Shock. No. Yeah. You have a spinoff yeah. podcast. There we go. That's us using big words superfluously. 
Ephemeral. Throw <laughs> <laughs> big words in there. Okay. Um, yeah, so not a whole lot of news. Um, Let's see. I guess apparently Letterkenny Season 9 came out, so people who like Letterkenny, which I know a lot of my friend, a lot of our friends do, and mm-hmm. so a majority of our fan base, fan base, listener base, uh, enjoy that show. Mm-hmm. So go, go, go do that. Go catch up on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Claude Bowling died. Who? Uh, he's a uh, jazz. Did he invent bowling? No. Yes. Oh, jazz. He's sort of a kind of a pop classical jazz mishmash guy who wrote some famous, a uh, couple of famous suites for flute and piano in the seventies. Okay, interesting. That's probably why I don't understand. No, don't know who he I, is. It's he's not famous at all, but he like I, I'm getting some nostalgia just from that music. Mm-hmm. I really liked those when I was a kid, and I'm very sad about it. And you have to share my pain, dear listeners. <laughs> share it. Share it. And then you you noticed when I was scrolling through the news that I said, oh, no. Yeah, what's the oh, no? Do you believe in slippery slopes? Oh, God. DC? Zack Snyder. Shit! So, nothing's happened yet. But, uh, hashtag restore the Snyder verse began trending on th- Thursday morning. And reached number two on the USA's number list. Restore of... the Snyderverse. Yeah, his entire vision for the entire DCEU. They can't. I hope not. Shazam did way too well, and Aquaman did too well. Yeah. Like, I don't think. I think we're gonna get the move. I tell you, I will tell you what's gonna happen. They're gonna get momentum. Warner Brothers is going to announce a whole bunch of movies that people are going to then start theorizing are part of the Snyderverse. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think the Flash, I think the Flash is going to screw up too much. Okay. Unless, no, they can't undo the Flash. The Flash isn't filming yet, is it? No. I guess they could still shaft that. I don't know. I think too much effort into Batman uh shazam and aquaman did too well wonder woman was still part of the snyderverse but a lot of people have signed 84 up for is HBO not max do what a lot of people have probably signed up for hbo max yeah and have watched it you know what if they want to get snyder to just go and do his own thing on hbo max and he's just got his own little series meanwhile mm-hmm. they're still doing like the batman and stuff like that yeah. i'm fine with that sure as long as the problem i have with the snyderverse is that when his is running good movies are not happening Yikes. They stopped sick do- burn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like you have, you're using up your your uh, content, your uh, properties. Mm-hmm. When you have Zack Snyder controlling all of the DC characters in his universe, you're not making good movies with them elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Like the reason that the Batman is happening now, which looks like it's going to be a great movie, is One because book. Zack Snyder's not doing what he wants with it. Right. I am very explicitly saying Zack Snyder has bad movies and will make bad movies. I'm telling you that right now. His movies will be bad. Honestly, 300's not that great. <laughs> I like it. I like it's 300 and and Watchmen are the only two really and I guess 300 and Watchmen are watchable movies because they're fully just straight from the pages. Yeah. They're taken from pages of books that were good. And Man of Steel did well because it was kind of this new, fresh take. But then he just, like, he took that too much. Like, he... He... icarus yep. And his next two movies were bad! Yeah. Although I think you are disregarding Legend of the Guardians, colon, The Owls of Gahul 
for his legacy. You're right. Best movie. Best right. movie ever. It's so good that it's the best movie of 2020, even though it came out in what, 20, like 2008? 2010. 2010. Yep. <laughs> it's so good that it's still the best movie of 2020. <laughs> Let it also be known that the, uh, the first time I took the energy to actually look something up this episode was to figure out what the full title of that was so I could read it <laughs> off verbatim. <laughs> and I... I kind of want to try to, if I, if we had authority, not authority, if we had like influence, Mm -hmm. I would like to try to put that hashtag to rest by saying that we could still technically be in the Snyderverse because he and Deborah are both still producers on, they were producers on Wonder Woman 84, Mm -hmm. which means they still have a hand somehow Mm -hmm. in all this stuff. So shut the f*** up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you said a swear word. I did. Gabe will bleep it. Let's hope I'm not so sleep deprived that I do it on this one. I am very tired. This was intended to be the sleep deprived year in review. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, I guess we can, are we done with news? Yes. 2020 was a year. This is, uh, was at least four or five. So, <laughs> no, it's still March of 2020 for me. Yeah. So this is our annual year end review. Oh, year end review. Yeah. I did a urine review drink a lot of pee (laughs) (laughs) um this is our annual year-end review which i everyone does um our tradition is to do it absurdly sleep deprived i love how it's been getting earlier and earlier each year what our like start time oh yeah (laughs) we're uh so the first time first year just a little bit of history Mm-hmm. First year was out of necessity. Yeah. Um, we had to watch Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yes. Last Jedi. And we didn't get tickets until 1045. So we weren't out of there until about one. Yep. Then we had to record the review. So we weren't yep. done with that until about 130 or 233. Then, because I was leaving the next day for holiday, yep. we had to record the year in review. After recording a review, or had yeah, year-end episode, mm-hmm. after recording a full movie review and watching a movie and also a full day of work. Yep. And so it was just this absurdly sleep-deprived episode where at one point I started laughing at a water bottle. I just said water bottle. I forgot about that. And I that. thought it was the funniest <laughs> shit ever. Look it up. It's somewhere in our archives. <laughs> it's somewhere in there. Um the next year, we decided it'd be funny to make it a tradition, so we mm-hmm. did it again. We started about two, maybe? I think it was a little earlier than One that. One or two. One-ish. Um, still sleep-deprived. Yep. Not as crazy. No. Then the third year, which was last year, mm-hmm. we were at about 11. Yeah. And it was just, like, we were just kind of tired. Yeah. And this year, we started at nine. We're still tired. We're still tired. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday, and I am ready for bed. <laughs> we are. We're just getting older and just like have uh. less energy. Uh, but also, we intended to record it yesterday, like yep. last night, crazy late. But then Kalen had just gotten home from vacation. We wanted to spend time together, and didn't, mm-hmm. I did not want to come back out here in bed when you texted yeah, me. <laughs> I was in bed when I texted you. Uh, so yeah, we're recording today, and we're not super tired so i think that tradition is going away i think we'll try to like occasionally every few years go back to it just try to get a tired year interview mm-hmm. but uh not we're i mean i'm tired but i'm always tired i'm no more tired than any other episode fair enough <laughs> i'm always exhausted i'm an old man 
So 2020, we're going to talk about the movies and the shows. There's got a couple shows yeah, there's to a talk about. Shows, yeah. uh, just talking about what happened this year. Movies and shows. I don't want to talk about the pandemic. <laughs> it had a massive exogenic shock to the... Exogenous. <laughs> exogenous. Exogenic. Cool. Yeah, sure. It had a huge effect on uh, most the, the fact that there are no movies that came out this year. Yeah. We'll talk about the movies that came out January through March, a couple in like May and uh, like August. There were some interspersed. In interspersed there. throughout. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hopefully this will be a pretty short episode. So you just didn't have to chop down a whole lot. Yeah, cool. So let's start. What, Matt, what movies came out this year? You want the box office worldwide 2020 top 10 movies that came out? Boy, I'm more tired than I thought. Tired her? <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, Dude, go for it. Just hit me the, with them all. Okay. The uh, I want to. Okay, hit me with them all one by one, and I just want to like say a quick thing about it. I'm this just going to give be my fun. immediate reaction. You haven't heard of five of them. Awesome. <laughs> the eight hundred number one at four hundred sixty-one million dollars worldwide. That is five hundred more of the Spartans. Yes. Uh, number two, Bad Boys for Life at four hundred twenty-six million. Heard that was pretty. Meh. Cool. Uh, my people, my homeland at four hundred twenty-two million. Oh, Captain, my captain. <laughs> hey, Tenet at number four, 362 million. That was, no one could hear it, but it was pretty good if you could understand what they were saying. I'd say I hear it was good, but I didn't hear <laughs> <laughs> Number five, Demon Slayer the movie, colon, Mugen Train. That was definitely a video million. game first. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, that was definitely a video game first. God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Go back and listen to our video game episode two, two episodes ago. Yep. Uh, number seven, do little two forty five million. Oh man. Boy, Robert Downey Jr. Needs another comeback. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight, legend of deification, 240 million. Huh? Yep. Okay. Number nine, Birds of Prey, 201 million. Hey, that was fun, colorful, and two separate movies smashed together in the middle. As all good movies are. (laughs) (laughs) Number 10, The Sacrifice, 161 million. Sounds sacrificial. Probably about the Aztecs. Is it a Queen's Gambit spinoff? Is that about the Aztecs? Well, no, because a Gambit is a sacrifice. Oh. A pawn, usually. Spin... Spin two, spin on, sure. Because it would have come out probably before Queen's Gambit. I don't know. Doesn't matter. It's Not important. way too much about a movie we haven't seen. Not the movie we're talking about. What's next? That's the top ten. Oh, that's the top ten. Give me more. Give me more. There's okay. several movies that are blockbuster movies. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's let's go on. I'm gonna hit a few more that you've heard of. Uh, the Invisible Man, number eleven, hundred forty-three million. I heard that was actually pretty good. It's uh, probably gonna make my top ten. Sorry, top Gage. five. All Sorry, right. Gage. Uh, number 12, Onward, 141. That was a pretty fun movie. You know I, what? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 I think Pixar's back. Yeah. I'll, I'll get, I'll get back into uh-huh. it, but yeah. Uh, I think Pixar's back after that, you know, Cars 2. Yeah. <laughs> Call the Wild. That was CGI monstrosity. Yeah. I imagine it was a... And a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Got him. Sorry, Han Solo. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Ah, it's actually, it's made $85 million so far. It's probably a third of the budget. Yeah. 
That's uh, actually looking at the effects. That's probably twice the budget. Yeah, <laughs> roasted. Yeah, Six. no, it's Boom. fine. Ugh. Definitely worse than the first one, but yeah. entirely watchable if you if you need to watch something you sure. don't care about. Yeah, it's better. It's better than BVS. True. Low bar. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to mention Mulan. Um, the New Mutants, number 27, 46 million dollars. It was chunks of a good movie. <laughs> Go back to our New Mutant review and understand why I say that very specifically. Uh, oh, Greenland. That actually came out. Yeah, it did. 2020 or 2012 to 2021. Yeah. Missed your opportunity. Yep. It's the biggest missed opportunity since they should have called the Equalizer 2 the Sequelizer. True. Pretty sure oh. you've made those exact jokes like four times. Uh, they're good jokes. We're still uh, missing several. Let's see. What are we missing? Uh, I like this fact. At number 50 is the Interstellar 2020 re-release at 23 million. <laughs> what? All right. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Soul. That didn't make any money. So? I'm looking at the box office Yeah, you're list. looking at the money. I want to talk about the things. I want to talk about the movies that came out. Okay. All right. You know what? I watched 15 movies that came out this year. Let me hit those. Let me list those real quick right, and we can go back. Wonder Woman 1984, Extraction, The New Mutants, Possessor, Sputnik, The Old Guard, Birds of Prey, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, The Invisible Man, Mank, Tenet, Onward, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Soul and Palm Springs. Boom. Cool. Also Mandalorian Season 2 and Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Soul! Let's talk about it. Oh my god, okay. Yeah. Uh, God, there's so many movies, I, now that I'm thinking about it, there's so many movies that came out, we have to talk about, like, at least briefly. Okay, so here's a question. Onward or Soul? Soul. Absolutely. Oh, I need to talk about the, the results of the... Uh, the voting we voted from instagram oh yeah did you not pay attention to that What's we had instagram a, we had a bra- <laughs> we had a bracket vote uh over the oh, okay. over the year over the last week cool um knocking it down uh to the final election which i did not i passed my vote really early on so i don't know what the what the results are let's go mm, to okay. our story archive I don't all right be here sounds like a good place i guess archive hang on all right, Hang he's on. working on it. He's okay. going. So, come on, go. Come on, Tenet versus Wonder Woman eighty four. Which one do you think won? Tenet. Tenet. Tenet seven to four. Good. Soul and Mulan. Which one do you think won? Soul. Soul fourteen to zero. Boom. <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> Onward and New Mutants. Which one do you think won? Onward. Onward eleven to zero. Good. Sonic and Birds of Prey. Which one do you think won? Sonic. Birds of Prey, six to four. Hey, nice. So that brought us down to Birds of Prey. Oops. I had, uh, Birds of Prey, Soul, Onward, and Tenet. Okay. The next one, Tenet versus versus Birds of Prey. Who do you think won? Tenet. Tenet, 60 to, uh, whoops, sorry. Hang on. I, no, no, no. I was supposed to go fast. Give me the details, please. I'm sure I could riff here and kind of There we go. Got yourself, it. But I uh, Tenet, six to four. Nice. Onward versus Soul. Which one do you think won? Soul. Soul. Eight to two. Wow. So that puts gives us Soul versus Tenet. Okay. For the final today, which I have not seen the results. I'm going to bet Soul. Soul. 67%. Uh, six to three. Six to three. Less people voted. I like the fact that so many people hated Mulan or liked... What was the one over it? Onward? Onward, I think. That had the most votes. Yep. And I think it's just the fact that so many people knew that Mulan should not have happened. What a... So close. 
to have yeah. been a good movie. Like it yeah, just if you just if you make it and make it somewhere else and don't be your usual. If you be ethical about, about making a movie. <laughs> No one in the history of ever has been ethical about making a movie. If, I'm sure some Pixar movies are pretty if, all right. If Mink taught me anything, it's that no one was ever ethical making a movie. So, Soul. So, Soul. What a, like, what a good movie. Honestly, like, yeah. it just, it, it's, it was refreshing on a lot of stuff. Like, it, I kind of... My claims, I made three claims about what was going to happen, and none of them happened. Good. Because it, like, it, I mean, the things that, like, that happened, I could have seen coming. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it completely twisted, but it just, like, it kept it fresh the whole thing, whole time. Yeah. Um, and it, they called someone a cougar in that one. Yep. Like, Pixar's going more mature, and I'm absolutely here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait for a PG-13 Pixar movie. <laughs> it just... it And the the intelligent jokes, like the yeah. jokes referencing philosophers, like being philosophers, the Marie Antoinette joke, surrounded by cake and also just being ahead. <laughs> Actually, I'll point out that Marie Antoinette never said that. She said... Uh, the word she said can be translated to cake. It was basically a baguette, a French bread that was really dry that can be considered cake. So I shut up. I thought that was spuriously attributed to her. It was actually said by someone 50 years later writing about her and making stuff uh, up. There is no proof that it wasn't her, basically. <laughs> it's basically like you can you can trust <laughs> it as... Stalin said Sonic the Hedgehog is the best <laughs> movie of 2020. It's... There's no proof he didn't. <laughs> That's fair. You know what? No, it's, it's one of those things that it's like, we're pretty sure she could have said it, but like, it also may have just been a paraphrase of a long, larger yeah. uh, approach, but that's not the movie we're talking about. Fair enough. Soul, it just, it just feels like they're, it feels like instead of it being giving a little bit to the adults for the kids to watch, like mm-hmm. this was a movie made for older people. Yeah. And I really like that because I like Pixar movies, but I don't want to be watching kids movies right? and looking for the tiny little bits that are amusing. Right. Onward is a kids movie. It yeah. has some good moments. I'm a D&D player, so I definitely appreciated the little make fun of like the yeah. pokes at, at D&D, but it's still a kids movie with a couple like funny bits. Mm-hmm. Soul was just a good, like a, a bit old. It was it, like Teen Titans, Avatar: The Last Airbender, like it's mm-hmm. there's put like a lot more to it than just being a kids movie, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's got themes. It's got themes. It's just it's got it's good music. Good, yeah. Honestly, it was not about jazz a whole lot. I was like, it's about jazz, hell yeah! And then it it was like jazz there for the first ten minutes, and, and then little bits and bobs of jazz throughout, and then trips and jabs, j- jazz, jazz and jazz and jizz. Oop. Sense <laughs> <laughs> of that one too, Gage. <laughs> but no, so that I think it just uh, we had to really do a pit stop on that one. Yeah, that's just such a good movie, and it also just came out, so like we haven't yeah. had a chance to talk about it yet. True. Um. So yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Just the the way that the human characters felt human. Yeah, was really important. Just like. His little hall of everything scene where he kind of looks around and it's just so much little mundane things. It is. And then those joyful moments. Ah. Oh, yeah. Like just, stuff. you you always do remember those, like it's the tiny mundane things. I mean, you kind of broadly remember the large like mm-hmm. stuff, like, oh, your trip to the Grand Canyon. But 
You also really vividly, for some reason, remember that drive in the car with your dad when he asked you, like, any cute girls? And you're like, ah, dad, no. But it was like, that is a very specific memory for me <laughs> that straight up <laughs> happened. Uh, but yeah, it's just I was so there. That vivid. was last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's so vivid. And I was seven when that happened. Yeah. But it's just that tiny little bond moment with my dad that, like, yeah, you rarely capture in a movie. Yeah. it. I have this this theory about Pixar movies that the uh, you can predict how good a Pixar movie is going to be by whether it is a uh, fantastical world with normal elements grafted on or whether it's the normal world, but some like secret hidden corner of it. Mm. Normal world ones with some secret hidden corner or some like underlying behind the scenes thing are always better than the it's a fantastical world, but real world stuff is grafted on the only example i can think of that ladder is uh onward where it's a fantastical world with normal uh stuff. onward good dinosaur cars up to a point okay um the original cars is a little more like it's kind of on that that fence yeah like I if guess. you replace them with people then it's kind of it's a normal world with some and like it, it feels like a normal human world yeah it's normal human buildings and a lot of stuff but it's yeah. kind of teetering on that edge and then cars too they go a lot more fantastical and it falls off a cliff right um let's see toy story is pretty much humans Toy Story is, well, it's a it's an unseen corner of the real world. Yeah, yeah. Soul, Inside Out are unseen yep. corners of the Up. real world. Um, Finding Nemo actually is kind of the exception to the rule. There, mm-hmm. I think it it like it sort of intersects with the human world, but it's mostly just set in the fish world. Yeah, it's a little different. So it's it's not a perfect rule. Yeah, but, but before this year started, I was like, okay, Soul's going to be the good one, and Onward's going to be the disappointment. Yeah. That being said, I really liked Onward. Too. Onward was good. It wasn't a it wasn't a disappointment. I definitely enjoyed. There's the uh, now that you've seen it and for people who have seen it as well, uh, when he's walking across the thing and the, the rope falls off mm-hmm. and he's like, he's still got it. And he's like, yeah, I got it. Like that line <laughs> killed me. That's it's you, I, you can tell when I really like a line. If I go back and watch it again, even mm-hmm. though like it, like what really gets a joke, it's like the momentum to the joke. Yeah. But just. The way he delivers that line in the face, like, just kind of, yeah, I got it. <laughs> it's just really good. Also, that's totally something Chris Pratt would do to Tom Holland in real life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. So those are those two movies. Um, what else has come out? So Tenet, Tenet. Um, was honestly, okay, let's, let's ignore the sound deal. Like if you went yeah. and saw it in IMAX, you got most of the movie. Uh, there was a couple yep. parts where it was a little muddled, but you can get the movie. Yep. Pretty good movie. Like it, it's, yeah. uh, you can go back and listen to our full review. Obviously. Please do. Um, get those sweet, sweet clicks. It's like sitting on it more and thinking about it. It, it, it seemed like he had too big of an idea mm-hmm. that couldn't be delivered in one movie. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's still, it had great moments, great acting. Like it's sure a cool concept. I kind of figure that there's three ways you can approach this movie. You can go in with like your brain super turned on and you're going to go full Christopher Nolan mode and try to understand all the intricacies yeah. of the plot device. And you can get a lot out of it and you can kind mm-hmm. of understand everything and you can be intellectually challenged. Yeah. You can go thinking in, critically, going in there, wanting to watch it critically. And like, you kind of got to be equipped to, because I was trying to think critically and I was yeah. lost most of the time before yeah. being honest here. Um, you can kind of go into it with like your, your brain on and you're looking to enjoy it and try to understand some things, but you're not really like actively seeking out what this all means and how it all fits yeah. together and how everything works. And then you're going to be confused as balls and not having any fun. Right. 
Or you can go in with your brain turned off and say, hey, this is Mission Impossible, but sometimes the explosions are backwards. <laughs> <laughs> great way of putting that. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think I'll have to watch it casually, like turn my brain off for it. Because um, the critic, there's Christopher Nolan, um, for most of his movies, you can go into it and still thoroughly enjoy it watching mm-hmm. it casually. Um, watching it critically where you are wanting to understand all the ins and outs and like just all like the construction of the movie mm-hmm. will definitely heighten it. Like certainly for uh dark Knight, like going into it critically oh, yeah. and like wanting to understand all the itty bitty little things like uh, can make it more enjoyable, mm-hmm. uh, but you can definitely enjoy it watching casually. And you know, that's yeah. the same thing for a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think the only movie that really suffers from watching it casually is honestly probably inception. Yeah, I, I think that it. one you really do need to understand what's going on in order to understand what the hell is going on. But Boy, I think, that was a sentence. Yeah. That's the classic sportscaster. If they're going to win this game, they're going to need to score some points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, I mean, you watch, yeah, you watch it Tenant and it's a heist movie and sometimes the explosions are backwards. Yeah. Like, there's not a whole lot to it. Yeah. And honestly, sometimes it breaks its own rules. So the sure. further you think about it on your own, like think deeper into it, the more you're like, that don't make sense. <laughs> like I did while watching it. I was like, yep. mm, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but you got your MacGuffin, you got your protagonist, you got your antagonist and mm-hmm. just do some shooting. Yeah. <laughs> I've been meaning to refine this theory a little bit, but I think it's a movie about storytelling main character is literally the protagonist and yeah. the fact that like you orchestrate events working forward and backward in time is very much the creative process for a storyteller you kind of envision a scenario and you set things up so that they you can move them forwards and backwards and try to uh connect different pieces and you you line everything up and it's not just you are telling the story from start to finish you, right. it's, it's like an actual creative process for yeah. building this thing and i think there's something to that and i want to rewatch it three or four times and write a little essay yeah but I don't have time to watch it three or four times, <laughs> let alone write a little essay. I still haven't written that Wonder Woman 84 review. I have like three paragraphs. All right. We're making a fourth and then throw it in there. It'll happen. 84 paragraphs. There we go. It's going to happen. What else has come out? What are other big ones? Birds uh, of Prey was... Birds of Prey? Uh, again, you can go back and listen to our review on that one. Uh, my theory is that they had a Harley Quinn movie and a Birds of Prey movie, and yep. they needed to put them together, so they stuck them together, and you can see the seam in the middle. Yep. Um, but otherwise... Both sides are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I didn't particularly feel lectured about feminism. No. Um, it does feel a little inauthentic sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, akin to Endgame, <laughs> <laughs> where Valkyrie decides she wants to help the Wasp. When have they met? Never. <laughs> but they both got long hair, so it's okay. They're friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a little inauthentic uh, in terms of that, but... Otherwise, fun movie. Yeah. The action's really good. Yeah. There's that scene where she breaks a dude's knee with a baseball bat and then breaks it back the other direction <laughs> yeah. and then breaks it back the original direction again. And it's, it's so delightful. Good little fun ones. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do like the, the, the independence aspect of it, like the yeah. emancipation. Like, she's like, get out of here, Joker. Yeah. Get the frick out of here. Thank you. <laughs> I was so close to dropping it twice. <laughs> uh... What else was there? Speaking of superhero movies, we talked briefly about Wonder Woman 84, um, and we just did a review on it. Yeah. So that happened. It's, uh, yeah, it's 
It's fine. And it's fine. I also said my opinion on it. It's fine. Yeah. It's got some pretty hefty problems. It's like if you took if you broke it down to eight elements, including like maybe a character arc or like its mm-hmm. effects, or like if we're making it made it in eight elements. Mm-hmm. Three of them are bad. Yeah. Two of them are pretty good, and like three of them are good. Yeah. So it's like it's weird how the whole movie's not just like one solid pretty good. Yeah. It's like the cheetah story arc is really good. Yeah. And then, like, this other element is just absolute horse trash. Yeah. <laughs> it's horse really trash. weird. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to branch out on my colloquialisms. Uh, no. Um, Vulgarities? No. The uh, Swearsies. Thing, the things that one person says. Like, they're... Idi- idiosyncrasies. Idiosync- okay. I'm trying to branch, on my, branch, branch out on my idioticies. Um... <laughs> But yeah, no, it's a weird one. It's it's a weird one where it definitely has some good moments, and if you can kind of like ignore the solidly bad elements of the movie, yeah, it's a very enjoyable movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess my problem is one of those solidly bad elements is the effects, which means the action is mostly pretty bad, and I kind of yeah. need good action if I'm going to have fun with yep. something like that. Yep. Who was I talking to that really? Oh, my sister really just drew attention to the. She was. We were talking. My family and I were talking about mm-hmm. uh, Wonder Woman, and it, it's. Wonder Woman's one of those movies that you really can't start nitpicking it. You can't start critiquing it. Because nope. the moment you start pulling on one of them, you start to just remember all of the bad things. And there's a lot of very, like, uh, um, concrete, like, yep. you can identify identifiable mm-hmm. issues with yeah. it. Um, so it's it's something you got to be careful with that. Just yeah. watch it go, that was a pretty good movie. Then pretend you never watched it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Weird one. Yeah. Um, speaking of superhero movies, New Mutants. You're just going to do the speaking of New Mutants. Again, uh, I feel like I'm steamrolling you right now. <laughs> Every time like, you bring one up, I'm just like, I'm going to say my thing. Well, I'm kind of like, I'll bring it up. You'll say a thing. I'll counter off of you. Uh, New Mutants. Uh, my biggest theory is that the movie is left on the cutting room floor. Um, there's a lot of scenes that feel like that they were put earlier in the movie than they should have been than mm-hmm. they were intended to be yep it seems like there were scenes that were just taken out that set up for a uh a resolution on a character arc yep um specifically one character just does not have a character arc until the end when suddenly they have a character growth moment even though you're like sure what <laughs> <laughs> um it's just i that's one of those movies that i if if the hashtag uh who's the director of that uh josh boone Bring, uh, the boon cut show us the boon cut similar to the um suicide squad the air cut um i i back that uh so <laughs> much of it got messed up in the in the editing of it um that i i i would like to see a new mutants i'd like to see a rated r oh that's why that, that things got cut out right because i think a lot of the stuff that's really pivotal to character arcs in the story itself mm-hmm. are rated r Mm-hmm. And so Disney wanting to be like, "Ooh, it's PG thirteen." Lost a lot of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can you can see a lot of the bits and pieces of a good movie, but it just doesn't really have a soul. Yeah, it doesn't. That's a shame. Yep. Yep. Oh. Uh, speaking of superhero movies, The Old Guard. <laughs> I've not seen it. Oh, that's a shame. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's, do you do you know what it is? Uh, it's based on a image comic, I believe. Yeah. And I have I Maybe think Dark Horse. I'm not sure. I'm gonna look it up. Look it up. Uh, it's one of the things that I know is based on a comic and I have not wanted to watch it because I wanted to read it. Uh-huh. I think it's, I think it's written or drawn by one of my top guys. I can't remember. 
Let's see. The Old Guard comic uh, created by writer Greg Rucka and artist Leandro Fernandez. Okay, it's Rucka. And it is Image. Yeah. Don't doubt me in my Image comics. No, no I don't know a whole lot about Fair. Image comics. Fine. Yes. Uh, but no, uh, Greg Rucka. Yeah. No, I know. I, uh, I've i read a couple of his things. He does, does really good. He, uh, he followed up... Um, George Perez on the Wonder Woman from the eighties. Oh, okay, yeah, no, yeah. He's, so, so he's, he's legit. He 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 he's got his history. Yeah. Um. So I I know that I think I have a couple times wanted to watch it, but then in a couple separate times made the distinct decision to not watch it so that I could read it first because mm-hmm. it is done. Mm-hmm. Read it first and then watch it. Yeah. Um. Because I think there's too many things that I've watched and then read, okay. and I want to flip that. I did, I'm doing it with Dune. I read Dune first. Out of boy. Yay. Um. I'm going to do it with why the last man oh, I'm going to yeah. get around to that one. Yeah, uh, obviously I did it with killer be killed, Good uh, but you know, just, I want to read the stuff going in. Yeah. Cause then if we review it, I can actually have ugly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a pretty solid movie. It's basically, I mean, it's not exactly superhero, but it's a bunch of immortal superheroes. Oh yeah. Image, do, image is, do action stuff. Image has completely moved away from super, not completely, but mostly moved away from superheroes. Yeah. Criminal is literally just like on earth dudes with that do crimes like us yeah hey no shush hey no take that out <laughs> i was just gonna make the joke that this podcast is in and of itself a crime oh it is a crime to the humanity yep I mean, to the yeah. humanity to the humanity there's a blight that's our that's our toast to 21 to the humanity to the- <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah speaking of superhero movies extraction not a superhero movie but i'm going with it the way chris hemsworth survives that movie sure it is <laughs> yeah. boy uh, that dude would take a shot a bullet to the head and still be alive he probably did that's a fun movie yeah not much to it i had a couple beers and ate a bunch of wings and kind of watched it with my brain off and that had a lot of fun yeah it's it's fun again i i think i i really like the way you put it way back when you watched it you're like if you just want to crack open a beer and watch a fun action movie, watch that. Like it's sure. Yeah, it's good. Uh, they have one really long, long take. Yep. Uh, that, uh, if you know that it's a long take and know how long take, like know some of the tricks, mm-hmm. boy, you can see the seams. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, it's fun. It is fun. It is, it is very fun. And it was it, clearly a lot of fun to make. It hits a point though, in the, about the middle of the long take where I'm like, okay, now they're just doing it for the sake of doing it. Like yeah. it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Speaking of superhero movies, The Invisible Man. Heard it's pretty good. You haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it. I needed to. Yeah. That's disappointing. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. I, uh... I've seen a couple of the cinema, uh, cine clips, cinema clips, meh, whatever that's called mm. on YouTube. Yeah. You know what? It's a bad habit. Yeah. We gotta break you of that. It's, it's just like... <laughs> I don't have the time. I've got to watch so many movies. I know. Sometimes it's just, I did it for Mad Max. I watched the movie through those clips. Like, I know I missed a lot, but like, I got the plot. So now I kind of understand. (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of the references, like the witness me. I now understand right? like stuff like that. Like I'll go back and watch it when I need to. If there's a, if you need to have watched Mad Max Fury Road, I know when, whenever they do the Furiosa thing, I'll go back and watch it. Yeah properly Fair enough. It, when with invisible man if they ever do like the next like where they're doing that kind of thing with like some right. monsters universe but like it's not, not. Really. it's sort of the dc take of just like let's yeah. do some good movies for a yeah. while and kind of next see one that, ne- next time that comes out i'll i'll put myself yeah. through invisible man 
put yourself it's it's great <laughs> I know. it's, uh, it's, it's uh, not paranormal which means it's good for now yep. and I'm, I'm willing to do it yep it's uh yeah no it's uh it's, it's timely and relevant it's creepy um they use negative space perfectly oh yeah no it is just it's it's really good like uh to explain negative space i mean uh, negative space to people who don't know is space on the can on the screen that is not containing a subject so there is negative space to our left and our right because there is it is not taken unless there is the uh, unless this thing is very specific to the story you're telling on the screen in which case this is not negative space Mm mm-hmm this is properly negative space. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So if you th- suspect that there might be someone invisible lurking around. Or is that negative space? That was probably really great for the audio only people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they heard the chair moving around and they're like, I'm assuming something's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> what else? Uh, speaking of superhero movies, Mank. I haven't seen it. Oh, man. Let me down. David Fincher. Black and white. Gary Oldman. Oh, 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 I didn't see that. It came up on my Netflix. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I didn't see that. It You're thing. aware that it is. Thing. Yes. Yeah. No, that's, that's good stuff. I am. Um, noir? A, what? Noir? No. Um, it's the, it's a fictionalization. I guess I should say dramatization of the story of, uh, the writing of Citizen Kane. Oh. Yeah. So is that Mink, an interesting story? Yes. As okay. it turns out um because i haven't seen citizen kane and i imagine if you've seen citizen kane this movie is really good Mm -hmm. and if you haven't it's just good yeah um it's a lot of like witty dialogue and fun character moments and gary oldman stumbling around drunk making fun of people (laughs) (laughs) oh man i i want to see it purely for that now including stumbling around and making fun making drunken fun of a absolutely steely-eyed charles dance (laughs) no All right, I'll see it. It's delightful. I'll watch it. It's, yeah, it's it's quite good. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it just it, it's very refreshing. It doesn't feel like anything else. Okay. It's a. There's not a whole lot of story to it. It's just a lot of character moments and great dialogue. Yeah. Um and, yeah, it's a. It's interesting. It's a okay. lot of fun. All right. Uh, speaking of superhero movies, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh, I needed to see that. I really wanted to see that so bad. And that came out like in the last month, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really wanted to see that because that's Chadwick Boseman. Yep. His uh, last, uh, last role, I believe. Last role. Uh, it's jazz, blues. Blues. Yep. Um, it's just, it, it screamed everything I wanted and I never got around to seeing it. Yeah. Been a busy week or been a busy month. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that one's, uh, it's it's based on a play, actually. Which okay. You can really tell when you watch it. I was like, I got about 20 minutes into it and I'm like, this was based on a play, wasn't it? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's all set in a recording studio on one day in the middle of summer, 1927. The whole thing? The whole movie. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. Um, with the exception of like, there's like a three minute intro where Ma Rainey sings a song played okay. by Viola Davis. Yeah. Who is spectacular in yeah. this. She is I can tell even just from the yeah. clips, like you can tell yeah. that she's doing. No, it. she's just like dominates the screen when she's on it, mm-hmm. except when Chad McBoseman's on there, and then he's just and he just done. So this movie, it kind of like it goes along, and you're like, okay, this is fun, this is fast paced. It's uh, you know, it's it's got some some seriousness to it, but it's just kind of it's a it's a great movie about music and about life and stuff, and it's got some writing. And then Chadwick Boseman goes on a little monologue about 45 minutes, and you're like, oh, 
oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh no that's okay and like he wanted his oscar yeah it's just he goes all in and it is a heck of a performance and it's a like it turns the movie and it turns into this just really emotional thing yeah um but it's still it's just it's really well put together and they're like the when they're actually recording a song is one of the tensest scenes i've seen in a movie this year and i saw invisible man this year (laughs) and that movie is nothing but tense scenes yeah just like what they like they focus in on each individual player and they focus it there's like so there's a, a reason that they have to um uh do like a whole bunch of takes and they need to get this first part right mm-hmm. and then the rest of it they're kind of golden so they get the first part right finally on like the seventh take or something and then they go around and they look at each individual member of the band and then they go into the recording studio with the camera and they look at like all these little parts in the machine and you're acutely aware of each and everything that could possibly go wrong to make this record not work mm-hmm. on this song and it's just incredibly tense and it's just people playing a blues song yeah masterful it's really good cool and then it you know, it's got themes and stuff. Themes are good. Yeah. We'll watch our themes episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, I re- yeah, I really like that one. Um, speaking of Chadwick Boseman, I didn't see it, but The Five Bloods. Yeah. What about that? That was the one movie more that I would have watched if I'd had time today. Mm-hmm. My dad didn't like it all that much, which is, hmm. I've never heard my dad like, well, not never. It's rare to hear my dad, like, unprovoked give me an opinion on a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just said it wasn't Spike Lee's best. Okay. Um, what I is men- Spike Lee's best? I don't know. I don't know. What he Preston's dad, what is Spike Lee's best? Dad, what is Spike Lee's best? Let's do cool. the right thing. Huh? Let's do the right thing. Okay. <laughs> Shakespearean. So, yeah, that movie came out. Yep. We uh, have opinions on it supposed to supposed to be really good um there's a whole bunch of movies that came out this year that i wanted to see but haven't um so i wanted to see bill and ted three i wanted to see the five bloods i wanted to see never rarely sometimes always on hbo i wanted to see emma with anya taylor joy um that one looks like it's gonna be fun it's a jane austen adaptation mm-hmm. but it's kind of sassy and the humor is modernized okay so that might be fun um and then there are four movies that either are have like only got a festival release this year so they count technically as 2020 yeah um but they haven't come out yet um and so i can't see them yet yeah um or there's one that's currently in theaters that um i haven't had a chance to see what's in theaters right promising now? young woman with carrie mulligan huh where she um hurts a bunch of date date rapists oh okay yeah. i'm down for that yeah looks pretty fun it's got well, good reviews. i feel like there's more movies that have come Let's out see. that we haven't talked about well the three that i wanted to see that came out um at festival only and will come out early next year are uh minari uh which is uh there's actually some interesting controversy around this one so it's about a korean immigrant family that settles in arkansas i think and okay. buys a farm bad choice <laughs> Arkansas's pretty is it have you ever been to arkansas it's kansas with two more letters yeah, but those two letters are so much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, and so there's some, uh, apparently they tried to submit it for best foreign language drama to Oscars and Golden Globes and all the, the film awards. Mm-hmm. And it's getting rejected because it's like American made. 
but a lot of the movie is in Korean because it's Korean immigrants and it's kind of like walking that fine line of yeah. how do we categorize it. So, I don't know. It's supposed to be really good also. Uh, it's got Steven Yoon from Walking oh, Dead. Cool. Um, and many other things at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah he's a he's a versatile and, and good actor, but that's kind of the thing that everyone's seeing him in. Um, I really, really wanted to see Nomadland with Francis McDormand. Mm. Um, it's a sort of almost documentary about it's it's not actually a documentary because it's francis mcdormand yeah um but it's uh about a, a woman who loses everything on uh, the financial crisis in the late aughts and basically uh goes on the road and just lives out of her van and travels around doing sort of itinerant work mm-hmm. um supposed to be really good um it's at a 96 on metacritic right now shit yeah uh and Francis McDormand is awesome, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I won't be able to see it till like February. So there's that. Thanks, 2020. Yep. Um, and then the father, which has Olivia Coleman and Anthony Hopkins, um, about he's getting old and not wanting to be taken care of, but she wants to take care of him. Sitting an 87 on Metacritic. All right. And I really like Olivia Coleman and Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. So that looks good. Uh, let's see. What else have I actually seen this year? No one wants to hear me talk about stuff I haven't seen. <laughs> Yeah, we have opinions on things we haven't seen. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of ending things. Um, that's the weird Charlie Kaufman with Jesse Plemons and uh, Jesse Buckley and Tony Collette and David Thewlis. Mm-hmm. I always pronounce his name weird. Thewlis? Thewlis. Thewlis? Thewlis. Thewlis. Sure. Okay. Uh, that was kind of a weird one. It's kind of artsy. Mm. Um, you kind of get a sense of what it's going for but i think the book allegedly does it better i kind of want to read the book because if it does sort of the things that i'm thinking it does then it's probably really interesting really good Mm -hmm. but it's kind of hard to tell from the movie uh let's see did you see palm springs nope it's a hulu original i think it came out in like the winter or the spring like early 2020 Mm. Um, i don't have hulu anymore so i wouldn't have seen it you do have hulu you have my disney plus login Oh, I have Hulu. You have Hulu. Neat. Never going to use it. Watch Palm Springs. Hulu's going to go away. <laughs> Telling you this, Hulu's going to go away within the next two years. Hulu's going to be gone because Disney Plus, Disney's just going to like phase it out because they have controlling interest on it now. Disagree. We'll see. But <laughs> as long as you do have Hulu and as long as Hulu does exist, you need to watch Palm Springs. Okay. Why? Because it's Andy Samberg. Andy oh. Samberging about. Oh! And it's Kristen Malati. Kristen Malatiing about. Who's Kristen Malati? The mother from How I Met Your Mother. Oh. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of a rom-com with a bit of a twist. And I'm, don't read the description before you watch it. Okay. It's like one of those. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like, it's a, it's a fun she rom-com. She dies of cancer. Ah, oh, How I Met Your Mother. Dang it. That's not it. No, that's not it. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a bad poker face. <laughs> Uh, especially when you're not trying exactly yeah yeah um it's yeah it's a it's a rom-com with some serious heart and some occasionally serious feels it's got so thematically coherent it's incredibly funny um jk simmons is in it and he is just like having too much fun <laughs> jk simmons is just having fun now he's like, like i've i've done my part i've yep i'm just i he get to be jay jonah t- jameson again yeah life is good yeah so i i wholeheartedly recommend that one but don't read the description first because the movie kind of spends the first 10 15 minutes not telling you what it's about 
and then it tells you what it's about and you're like oh okay all right anyway i'm not um, about to start spinning theories because then we're just gonna hit that same joke again exactly where you're like oh yeah. dang it and then i'll be like you have a bad poker face that when you're not trying yep yep <laughs> uh i think that's all the movies i've seen this year do you have other ones that you've seen that i haven't mentioned oh uh, what have i seen what else is coming out we're at two subsequent movie film oh that's a f- <laughs> <laughs> it's just boy it's it's if you know how to laugh at the really sad state of our country right now, mm-hmm. it's really funny. Also, if you know the Rudy Giuliani story, it's so just uncomfortable and hilarious to watch that scene. <laughs> so basically, there's this scene where an actor, like where uh, uh, the the daughter, the mm-hmm. one of the main characters, is trying to get Rudy Giuliani to uh, like molest her. Oh. And in real life, they convinced Rudy Giuliani that he was on a real interview and actually got him to a separate room to then start and like got him in a compromising position. Like in the news, it happened before like people realized it was Borat. Borat. Like in the news, it was him like undoing his belt while the two of them were just in their own room because like it was her for some reason like she needed to have sex with him. So she was like Mm -hmm. trying to seduce him. And like... Giuliani's in the movie doesn't like that he's in the movie and never agreed to being in the movie but they're like it was same thing I think I think he did it the same thing like Sasha Baron Conan is this weird demigod of movie making (laughs) that reminds me of myself he likes to get under people's skin he does he very much does and he he knows how to do it Mm -hmm. and like because he crashed a Trump rally too Mm -hmm. but like I don't think they could get what they wanted for that one. Like the plan was to get him up to Trump, but they mm-hmm. couldn't actually get that to happen. But it's just like knowing that, that Giuliani was not in on it yeah. for that. And it was a full on filming of like this happening is, <laughs> and it's, it's just funny. It's, it's like, I, I don't know. I, it's really hard to describe a Borat movie. <laughs> if you haven't seen a Borat movie, um, what else have I seen? Um, Let's see. You probably didn't see The Midnight Sky, did you? Nope. My parents told me that there is a lot of very blatant problems with that one. Yeah, it looks bad. Um, You didn't see The Crude's A New Age, did you? (laughs) Yes, I did. Did you see all the advertisements for it? I did not, because I don't really see ads. Mm. I have put myself in a place where I don't get ads. (laughs) You need to start watching Hulu again. No, I don't want ads. (laughs) I hate ads. Uh, this one, this is another one that I wished I could have watched, but didn't another round. Um, I'm just going to read the, uh, the IMDb description and then I'm going to read you the, the first name in the cast list. Actually, I'm going to make you guess who the first name in the cast list is Four friends. All high school teachers test a theory that they will improve their lives by maintaining a constant level of alcohol in their blood. Who is first billed on that movie? Ian McKellen. No. Good guess. <laughs> <laughs> so was, um, Claire Foy. Nope. It's a male actor. Uh, I'll give you two more guesses. Uh, okay. So it was like Ian McKellen kind of in that realm of like, you would not expect it. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. Um, ooh, who is someone that Idris Elba? Nope. Um, Last guess. Mm, someone really classy. Someone just like very refined, refined. Um, um who would be someone you would not expect to be a goofball at all? Someone I've who tends to be in I've really serious things, stuff. Right? You have seen them in things. You appreciate them in things. Mm. Mm. Do I? Are they in my like favorite 
Or are they in any of my top three movies? Like three favorite movies? Probably. I don't know what your th- three favorite movies are. You know what they are. are. Uh, Tinker Tailor, The Hunt, and Hellboy 2019? Yes. They're in one of those three movies. They're in one of the. Oh, God. Uh. Uh. Final guess clock is ticking. I know. I'm trying to think through all the people that are in Tinker Taylor because that's likely the people that are. Oh God. Oh God. Uh, just I don't know. Harry, Gary Oldman. Mads Mikkelsen. I was gonna say it because <laughs> I started panicking. Uh, I was thinking about Tinker Taylor. And I was like, what's the other movie? <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen is a drunk maniac. Yeah. It's Hell a, yeah. Uh, it's a Danish movie. It's uh, looks like it got good reviews and people have liked it. Um, let's see what else. Man, I don't know. What else have you seen this year? I'm trying to look through all the old movies. I mean, there's all the animated movies that have happened. Oh, but yeah. none of them. I mean, we're did not you see Hillbilly Elegy? I did not. It's apparently pretty bad. Uh, I don't see any more that I've. Uh... You saw Trial of Chicago Seven. I did Trial of Chicago Seven. Boy, I'll Girl. be honest. Makes you hate the judiciary system. Mm. <laughs> like to see how it can be so easily. Not how it can be, how it was so easily exploited mm-hmm. to to play to politicians' whims. Mm-hmm. Like it's just really crushing. Yeah, like it it makes you ner like like I it just it's it was a right wing person accusing left wing people and getting them arrested mm-hmm. and tried and stuff, and it's just like as someone who's left, like. Kind of makes me nervous. Like, and I don't think it's, I, I'm going to clarify you this. Should I don't think it's even like one side or the other. I think, mm. I, I think the politicians in general have a lot of problems and I think left would do it to the right. Uh, I just, it, mm. it, I don't like it. It really puts me on edge. Yeah. That, that that's the system I live in. Good. It's probably supposed to do that. I know it is. That's the point. It's supposed to. So the people who aren't aware what the trial of the Chicago seven is, uh, also known as the trial of the Chicago eight. Um, just doesn't have the same ring to it, though. So they cut one of the characters from real life. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah, they traveled back in time and killed one of the people <laughs> that was the Chicago 7. Yeah. They killed him as a baby. So there was uh, uh, a... Um, there was protesting that was happening about the Vietnam War, I believe. The IMDb description describes it as the, quote, uprising at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois. Yes. So, they were protesting outside mm-hmm. the uh, National Convention. Darn hippies. Um, and uh, a politician didn't like that. So, what he had happen is he had seven people that he, or eight people that he knew would were, like, leaders in this. Mm-hmm. This politician who chose these eight people that are very high in the, the protest area mm-hmm. and it, and started a police riot. People who don't know, a police riot is an official name for a riot that was instigated by the uh, by the police, mm-hmm. not something that happened that the police had to come in. It was something right. that is it has been proven that the police are the instigators, mm-hmm. and it was one of those. And so they found these eight people, one of them being the black Pan- black uh, Black Panther uh, uh, founder, and they put them all on trial mm-hmm. in Chicago. Um, and the reason it's the seven seven and not the eight is because really early on it was proven that the guy who found the black Panthers was really not involved. Mm-hmm. Like he had shown up in Chicago four hours before the, uh, uh, riot uh-huh. and he was nowhere near yeah. the place. And it was proven that it was like, it was, I don't think it was proven. 
it was, he kept trying to stand up. He didn't have his lawyer. He kept trying to stand up and saying, I don't have my lawyer. And the judge who has been crucified since all of this was looked mm-hmm. back at, um, I think it was 28 counts of contempt of court. Holy um, mackerel. And both the Joseph Gordon Levitt, who was the prosecutor mm-hmm. and the defending attorney went up and was like, he should not be here. Get him out of here. This is a mistrial. And then they had, I don't want to talk about what got him to be considered a mistrial because that is a jarring moment mm-hmm. and it, it plays in such a good scene. And it really just kind of leaves you like, Oh God. So oh, okay. Yeah. Watch Probably. that movie. It is really important to be aware that that shit happened in America. Yep. Sorry to get political, but it's a great movie. <laughs> all right. Uh, is that all the movies? Cause we've got some shows to talk about. Devil all the time. You saw that. I did. Uh, I don't think you talked about it when you did. At least not more than briefly. I briefly talked about it. Uh, it's it's a pretty good movie. It's really interesting to see Robert Pattinson and uh, um, Tom Holland just be from Kentucky. They're not from Kentucky. I can't remember the state they're from, but they're at least from that Hicks state area. Some store, some state of uh, uh, hillbillitude and misery. Okay, South Carolina, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> hillbillitude and misery. I um, but no, it, it, I don't remember a whole lot about it. I remember that I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, it's had an, had enough time where the uh, specifics of it have faded into a fog of an opinion. All right. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And like over time, you're just kind of like, I kind of have this opinion yep. that if I, it was good or bad. I think I have it as a seven. Okay. Like it's it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Uh, nothing groundbreaking, but sure. it's fun. Yeah. Good movie. All right. Uh, your mom liked the first 22 minutes and 22 seconds of Enola Holmes. <laughs> yeah, she did. When we got here, I went to talk to my parents and uh, they were watching Enola Holmes. And my mom was like, yeah, it's pretty good. And I looked at the screen. It was 22 minutes and 27 seconds in. I'm like, you're not far enough in to really make, an, make a claim yet, mom. <laughs> but uh, no, she liked it. Yep. I guess. Sure. So I, I hear it's good. Pretty sure Henry Cavill's in it. Yeah. He, Can't uh, go plays, wrong with he that. Sherlock Holmes. Except for... Uh, Batman versus Superman. Look, man, he's actually not that bad in it. He doesn't have anything to do in it. Exactly. He doesn't have anything to be bad. He doesn't have anything bad. He just glowers a lot. He does. (laughs) And and man, he's got a mean glower. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton. Does that count as a movie? We all know how I feel about Hamilton. Let's be honest. I worship Hamilton. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good freaking musical. Yep. Uh, I listened to it again recently. Every Good. time anything political happens in our house, we pull up Hamilton. <laughs> uh, all right. That's probably everything. If you can't think of anything else. All right. TV shows. TV shows. Oh, so many. Uh, you want to talk about, I, let's talk about something we both watched first. Mandalorian season two. You finished Mandalorian season two. I did. Two. What'd you think? It's good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I really don't like what they're, what they did with Boba Fett. Like. No, I don't like the fact that in the first 10 minutes of Boba Fett being in the show, he spoke more words than he did in the entire original trilogy. Yeah. It takes away this like, uh, by the way, spoilers for Mandalorian season two. Let's, yeah. Let's spoil the absolute pants off this. Um, it just, it, it, it removes that like speak softly and carry a big stick that you get from Boba Fett. Like, Although he does like, literally carry a big stick. He does. Um, he smashes some stormtroopers faces with it. It's yep. great. Um, but other than that, like, I mean, I guess it's, it's a straightforward, it's, Actually, continuing storyline, contrary to the first season. Yeah. Which yeah. I think I, I liked a lot. Um, yeah. It was the the girl power scene 
I think is one of the most natural girl power scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. I was just like, I, it was literally 30 seconds and I'm like, oh, all women. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have noticed except you mentioned it ahead of time. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's, it just, it's natural. Like it's not the, all of the women. I cannot get over the in-game girl power scene because it just makes no sense. Yep. <laughs> but that being said, when my fiance and sister watched that scene and my fiance's sister was seeing it for the first time, she was like, oh, yeah, go ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to feel like that the first time. Right. Like um, it's, uh, yeah. Um, but no, I, I think, what'd you think about the uh, the end? Uh, boy, is that the best they could have done with the face? Mm. <laughs> you think it's worse or better or worse than the Peter Cushing? Um... I feel like it was worse because I kind of didn't notice with Peter Cushing. But I think also it was before that was the point when I wasn't really sure what was going on. I actually wasn't aware that Peter Cushing was dead. Yeah. No, I, I know people who watched that entire movie and thought that that was just a real person. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you look at the guy who played him, kind of looks like him. Yeah. Like, they didn't have to do a lot. Yeah. Um, I've seen deep people do deep fake with it, mm-hmm. and it does look better. Yeah. With fine tuning, it would have been better because yeah. like, the mouth didn't work perfectly well. But yeah. I think, uh, so, other than physical appearance, what do you think about his actual appearance? I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. In universe, and I think it's it's cool, and you kind of, I had it spoiled for me ahead of time. Oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> Which is disappointing. Because the whole time, I didn't, like, so, X-Wing showed up, and I was like, oh, cool, it's the those dudes again. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, nice little capitalization sure. on that. And not realizing that it was a solo, like a single right. one. Um and then cloak starts happening with lightsaber and I'm like, who has a green lightsaber that survived? Like I started going through all of mm-hmm. my knowledge of lore of like who is still alive. And oh, they focus on the hand though. They do. I know. I, but I was like, I, I saw it and I was like, I was kind of not looking at the scene. I had to go back and watch it again. Like the actual full yeah. like thing. Cause I didn't realize how cool it was because I was trying to think of like, who has a green lightsaber that survived? Like yeah. they wouldn't do Luke. Like they wouldn't do Luke. They wouldn't do Luke. I saw the belt loop. Belt buckle thing. Yeah. I was like, they would, they wouldn't do Luke. And then I saw his lights, like the actual hilt, and I'm like, oh, they did Luke. Yep. And then like they, I was like, all right, that's fine. Like yeah. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, it, yeah, it, it makes sense, and yeah. it's a really cool moment. And uh, but now we just have to be aware that Kylo Ren totally killed Grogu. Yeah. You've got, we have to live with that. Knowledge. <laughs> we have to live with that knowledge. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, that's what we get for giving him a redemption arc. Yep. Um, stupid one at that. But uh, are you excited for Book of Boba Fett? Yeah. I think it'll be fun to see some, like, gangster-like underworld kind of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, we'll see how they do. Uh, yeah. Tamura. Morrison? Morrison. I can never remember his last name. <laughs> uh, John Reese davies I know his name. Good. Yes. <laughs> that was uh, forever ago for listeners. That was a name I could not remember for the life of me. Yep. Um. But no, tomorrow, Tamura, Tamura, Tamura Morrison, uh, got fat. <laughs> yeah, kind of. This little skirt thing just wasn't doing it for me. He probably did some method acting for Aquaman as the alcoholic older guy that's starting <laughs> yeah. to get a bit of a punch going on. Yeah. <laughs> just lived with it. <laughs> yep. Uh, have you seen him doing the haka dance on set? No. That shit was cool. Oh. Like just him doing a haka dance, like prepared for like the fight scene in that mm-hmm. first. Like that was really cool. Man, I love me a good hockey dance. Yeah, um, but no, I, I, I'm interested to see what they do with uh, like him now having the dark saber, Mando mm-hmm. now having the dark saber. 
what's going to happen from now? And he's got these two people that now see him with the dark saber. He's the one who belongs yeah. on the throne, but they also see him as a religious zealot. So yeah. like, how's that all going to play out? He yeah. doesn't have a kid anymore. Doesn't really know what he's doing anymore. Thrawn he's, exists. Thrawn exists. Forgot about that. <laughs> uh, I just, this is going to be, I'm, I'm excited to see where they go with it. Yep. I mean, kind of cool. Yeah. What'd you think of the Ahsoka scene or Ahsoka episode, I guess? Um, I simultaneously think they could have done more and they did too much or they did right amount. Like I, I just, that's a lot of answers. I don't, I don't know. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still struggling with it. Like it, I like they did the, just the right amount of her being the wise person. Yeah. But they didn't do enough with her because she's just like, meh, I can't do anything. Like it just yeah. kind of, I watched it and I was like, I really enjoyed this episode, but it was a wasted episode. Yeah. It, like it was just another redirect for them, mm-hmm. but using such a big character and like, but also, so like that simultaneously, they didn't do enough and they did too much. Yeah. Like, so that you gotta see how I got all three of those. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I don't know. Uh, I definitely want to see, I'm glad that, I mean, they're going to do more with her. I think, oh, yeah. I think the point of this episode was not to just like be, Hey, look, it's, it's Ahsoka. I think it was just to kind of like screen test Rosaria Dawson as Ahsoka mm-hmm. and she works. Yeah. I have heard <laughs> oh, yeah. that just the opening scene where she's like the horror movie monster in the yeah. mist with the lightsaber on and off. Yep. Oh, oh, good yep. stuff. I don't even have any investment in the character. That was good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what we get from more of that. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see uh, things that develop from this. Uh, yeah. I am not, I am not unexcited for any of the stuff that came out of this. Okay. Um, so. uh, that's about where I'm at. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see what other shows, uh, defending Jacob. I want to retouch on this one. Right. Apple, Apple plus or Apple TV. Uh, if you have Apple TV or have a week where you can cram in a solid 12, 14 hours, uh, eight mm-hmm. episodes. I think the last one's like an hour and 45. Oh. Um, I think, wow, it's a long one. Uh, but I don't know if that's all the episodes, mm-hmm. but if you have time to fit in a mini series an eight episode mini series, mm-hmm. uh, in seven days, uh, I fully recommend you watch this show. Uh, it, I cannot, I, it's a nine for me. I'm really settling on the nine. Um, okay. it's just, it's so good. Like it, you get through the first two episodes and you're like, you kind of think, you know where it's going. And then it just changes what the, ep- what the show's about mm-hmm. again, not really what it's about, but kind of like what it is going to, what it's telling you. Right. Um, and the ending is the ending is the ending. I really don't want to tell anybody about like the way if like mm-hmm. my feelings after the ending, mm-hmm. um, because I need people to experience it. Okay. Defending Jacob. Uh, Chris Evans is phenomenal in it. The kid who plays, who's from, um, it, it, and also knives out knives out, uh, is great. Um, it's just, it's, it's good. Okay. <laughs> it's cool. so good. I need to find a, I'll have to do my seven day free trial and yeah. blitz through it. That's good. Um, or you can come over. I'm willing to watch it again. Okay. Yeah, Kalen wants to watch it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, we'll make a thing of it. Um, so that, that one, there's that. Okay. Uh, the crown, I finished season two or season four. Okay. Which came out in 2020. Cool. Um, nah, I think it's the worst season yet. Nah. Meaning I put it about a six. Like it's not a bad show by any stretch right uh, no. it's a good show it just it's doing a, it did a lot um 
so seasons three and f- seasons one and two were really about uh queen elizabeth and prince philip um coming into royalty mm-hmm. uh season three or f- later season three and season four is really focused on prince charles um and season four is really focused on his relationship with diana and if you know anything about that relationship you know it it was not a nice relationship yeah a lot of tumultuous shit going on with their relationship and they do a lot with that um and when i say they do a lot i think that towards the end it starts to kind of get exhausting and i'm mm-hmm. kind of done with it yeah um until there's one episode when they have a moment and it just makes you love them both again. And you're like, Oh yes, things are going to get better. Like you have hope. <laughs> and then it just goes back to the same thing where it's yeah. just, they're annoyed at each other all the time. And it's just like, and it fights and it's like, Oh, one episode was so good. Like yeah. at the, the first few episodes are really good. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of starts to get monotonous. That one really good episode in the middle. And then the ending is just kind of like, nah, yeah. Um, Margaret Thatcher, uh, is kind of the, the B plot of it. Like mm-hmm. her whole deal. Yep. Um, Thatcher, I hardly know her. Ooh. Um, I don't really know how to feel about. I didn't really care about any of her stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to like. <sighs> they had set up Queen Elizabeth so well in the past three seasons to be this kind of conflicted character who's like, kind of jaded and just has become the queen who's like, this is just the way it is deal with it mm-hmm. and it's like kind of knowing her history where she's like this shouldn't be the way it is but it's just so beaten down mm-hmm. like she makes her a really interesting character so whenever she's on screen i'm like oh hell yeah like it's interesting um charles was interesting for a long time he got a little bit more interesting right at the end i think there's going to be some interesting stuff because diana's still alive by the end four mm-hmm. like the, it's late 80s so uh, okay. not into the 90s yet um gotta say Best Diana's the best casting of the show so far, I think. Okay. Because it looks identical. Like, unbelievably identical. <laughs> okay. Um, but, no, it's a good show. I think mm. uh, season season four is sitting at about a six. It's got a lot of mixes of, like... I think it's it's down at a six because it's just generally down at a six. I think a six is, like, the lowest episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got, it's got a couple eight episodes in there. Yeah. Um, definitely the weakest of the bunch yet i'm excited to see um what's her name who plays dolores umbridge uh imelda staunton imelda staunton is queen elizabeth in the next season oh awesome um, I really and like her. who plays uh jonathan price is uh prince philip pretty sure it's jonathan reese davies <laughs> <laughs> uh jonathan price is in uh is uh philip for season four Sparrow from game of thrones yes um and also the guy from brazil crazy movie uh have you seen brazil no what a weird uh what a weird movie <laughs> that's the one andrew and i keep saying hey let's watch that one yeah so i watched it for about two years yep you watched it without me i did well, i'm getting to that point where i'm starting to hit like all those movies yeah. uh that i need to tick off my weird little gaps that i have in my filmography yeah um so those are the two shows that i watched that you haven't watched mm-hmm. um what's the other show that came out back half of rick and morty season four. Oh, who gives a shit uh <laughs> back half is pretty good <laughs> okay that uh, episode, that i think the crown was good. the only other one that i was thinking of so i think okay that's the shows all right queen's gambit haven't seen it yet oh let me i down. am i'm working on finishing my i'm working on finishing the shows before i start another one okay i am working on the boys right now okay i am 
uh, whenever I'm with Kaylin and, and we need to like spend 30 minutes, we watch an episode of New Girl, getting through that. Yep. Um. So I'm working on all. I wanna. I want to finish the shows that I've started. I still need okay. to finish Happy. I still need to finish. Uh, oh jeez. Uh, Man on the High Castle. Oh jeez. I still need to finish. Um, God, there's just a whole bunch of shit I need to finish. Still, yeah. I still need to finish Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't really know no, if I need don't. to, but like I want to. <laughs> no, there's no rule that says you have to finish, and it gets bad fast. Uh, I am in the middle of finishing Clone Wars again, or finishing the last season of Clone Wars. I need to get back into that now that I've watched Avatar. Yeah, because my whole excuse for not keeping going on with that <laughs> was watching. so I could watch Avatar. <laughs> yeah, but. so I got a lot of shows I can watch. I need to watch before I can get to Queen's Gambit. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. I want to. I want to approach Queen's Gambit and be like, this is the only show I'm watching. Yep, it's seven episodes and it's done. I know. In and out, and you're done. I know. Oh, well. You got to rave about Defending Jacob for a minute. I'm going to rave True. about Queen's Gambit for a minute. Go for it. I need to turn our screen back on. Yeah. So Queen's Gambit is a, uh, it's a, it's a fictional story about a chess player um, named Beth Harmon, who um, she's orphaned at a young age. Uh, she grows up in a eh, kind of sketchy orphanage. They don't go like the full on cliche of like, this is an evil place full of dark secrets that will twist your soul. But it's like, it's clearly like there's some bad stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but she learns how to play chess from the janitor and she is rapidly enthralled and turns out to be prodigiously talented. Mm. Um, and it's kind of her progression through her teenage years and into her early twenties as she, uh, climbs up the ranks from orphaned teenage girl that has no idea how to play and, uh, like doesn't know how tournaments work, has to learn how a chess clock works at the start of her first game, uh, to becoming one of the top players in the world. Um, and she, makes some friends along the way and scares some some friends off. makes a lot of enemies along the way. She's kind of, uh, a a lot of the show is not about her, her chess struggles as much as it's about her struggles with addiction. Mm. Um, she's addicted to tranquilizers and alcohol. Um, but it's, aren't we all? Yeah. But, uh, it's, uh, for one thing, it is just a excellent character drama. Um, Elizabeth Harmon is a really compelling character. She's fleshed out in a lot of different directions and a lot of the, the thematic arcs of the story tie into her character arc so nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good period piece. It's the first thing I've seen since Mad Men that made me feel so vividly that I'm Mad Men in too. a time and place. <laughs> <laughs> and Walking Dead and Breaking Bad. Oh boy, that's a lot of stuff. This Breaking Bad is only the second half of the season five. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, continue. Anyway, <laughs> uh, period piece element is really good. Um, the chess, as a relatively serious chess player myself, the chess is done right. There are bits and pieces you can nitpick and you can say, okay, this rule is not exactly like that. Or this isn't exactly how real people, real chess players would but talk about this. You've mentioned that before, that it could be just like the rules have changed a little bit over time. Like maybe back then. No. I think you'd said that, something like that, or something along those lines. So there is a rule called adjournment that comes into play in the show where um, back in the good old days, basically before computers, Mm -hmm. um, players could, uh, at some point during the game, I don't know exactly how the rules work on this, but at some point on the game, they could pause for the rest of the day. Once it got to a certain certain amount of time after Mm -hmm. the start of the game, they could pause and resume the game the next day um okay and so that actually plays kind of a heavy role because what the russians would do and this is legal or it was legal under adjournment is the the soviet team they'd get like four or five grandmasters in a room and they would all be analyzing this position while the actual person that's playing the game sleeps and then the person Mm. wakes up the next morning and the grandmasters have been up all night and they explain to him everything um and so that that kind of plays a role they do they mess with the rules a little bit on that for dramatic effect but it's it's mostly pretty similar okay um there's some moments where it's like 
okay, that's not quite how a real chess player would talk about that, but it's it's close. Um, when they're playing the games, you're like, okay, that's almost how it feels, but like they're they're moving so fast and kind of their reactions are sometimes like, okay, you would have seen that coming. You yeah. know what's happening there. Um, but it's it, it's like 90% authentic and mm-hmm. it feels real and it got me excited about the game again. Um, I mean, I'm always excited about the game, but it's more just like Nerd. sort of, it's more just like an addictive high usually, yeah. not sort of that genuine, like, oh man, I really love heroin. I mean, chess. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I watched, uh, um, uh, End of the Spider-Verse and it got me like, it just like, yeah. made, like got that, that, that addictive high of like reading comics. Yeah. It's, it, and it's more than the addictive high. It's Don't just... at me. I did say addictive high of reading comics. He's right. Fight me. Yeah. <laughs> No, and then the the ending, I I just I can't get enough of the ending. Like mm. it is, you said defending Jacob ending is just the ending. It's what yeah. it needs to do. Queen's Gambit does it better. Let me throw that down on the table right now. Woo! Because what Queen's Gambit does is we in a fight spends, now. It spends six episodes lining up all of these dominoes characters and decisions and themes and emotions and it knocks them all down in a row with the finale and it blows everything up into a perfect big pile of catharsis so does defending jacob okay we'll have to watch you shows and make some decisions (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think we'll uh leave that to the uh leave that to the listeners go watch both of those shows they're both one season shows seven eight episodes yep watch both and decide which ending you liked better. There you go. Maybe we'll do a uh, a big old thing at some point later. But let's pit those two movies, those two shows against each other. Yep. Long term, we'll remind everyone once a week. Yep. Check those things out. Watch them all. Yep. Send us your ideas on which one you thought was better. Yeah. I like that. This is fun. This is good. A fun one. Controversy. Start yeah. a fight in the comments. You're the chess one. I'm the murder one. <laughs> <laughs> True form. True form. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Should we do top five? Let's do top five. All right. Crap. What have uh, I seen this year? I think. All right. I know my top two. Okay. For sure. I think I'm going to put uh, Soul as my number one and Defending Jacob as my number two. Okay. Um, I think that's just because I kind of. I love them both so much. Like they're both a nine. Mm-hmm. But I think Soul gets a little bit better just because I could watch it again easier. Okay. <laughs> um, and also it's just like. It, it's just more fun yeah i think it's just uh, i i want to go watch it like i'm i'm just i want to have a good time i'm gonna go watch it yeah uh god uh give your note give your top couple if you can think of okay unless so you've I, already written them down my number one's gonna be queen's gambit if okay. we can count tv miniseries on our list yep um number two is probably gonna be ma rainey's black bottom okay um, i've kind of got a few that are really close in there um like Queen's Gambit's a high nine, mm-hmm. and my next three are going to be low nines. Okay, but I think I'll put Ma Rainey's Black Bottom at number two. Black okay. Bottom. It's a silly title. <laughs> silly, silly title. Uh, yes, it is what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna put. Um, God, what else have I watched? Do you have things that I've watched? Tenet, Onward, uh, Birds of Prey. I think I'm going to put... Uh, New Mutants, Extraction. Wonder trial. I think I'm going to put Trial, the Chicago 7 at my mm. number three. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to put um, Onward as my number five. Okay. What am I going to slot in there on my number four? Tenet? I think I might do Tenet. All right. I think I'm going to slide in Tenet on the number four. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I watched that I just like, just 
I loved. I don't think there is because that's going to be like, uh, yeah, Soul and Defending Jacob are both nines. Mm-hmm. Um, onwards, I think I think is an eight for me. Same. Um, I think Tenet is a seven. Okay. And I think Onward is or uh, not on um, um. No, what well, I'm missing? Uh, Trial of Chicago Seven is an eight, and so is Onward. That's confusing. And then. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Uh, so yeah, so mine in order: Soul, Defending Jacob, Trial of the Chicago Seven, uh, Tenet, Onward. That's right. my five. That's my top five of the year. All right, I love how you put a seven above an eight. I did. We'll go with I, it. Wait, what? Did I? Yeah. Who's what's a seven? Tenet. Yeah, well, shit happens sometimes. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm whenever, sticking with it. Whenever I rank the MCU movies, I put Iron Man at the top. But it's an eight, and uh, Infinity War and yeah. Thor Ragnarok are nines. But yep. you know what? Fight me. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, numbers are just numbers. Who created numbers? Certainly not us. I firmly believe that everyone has a certain amount, like an irrationality quota, and you can choose to use it very, very carefully and very deliberately, and it saves you a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, look, it's just the way it is for me. Let it be. Now, here's a meta thought for you. Oh, no. That very thought itself, that very notion of an irrationality quote is, irrational. is entirely irrational. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> What's your five? Okay. Uh, so, let's see. Um, I did number... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually switch things around. I want Queen's Gambit number one, Palm Springs number two. I really liked Palm Springs. Right. It was one where I came out of... I, I finished watching it. And I was like, okay, I need to let this sit. I need to rate this tomorrow morning because right now I'm going to rate it a 10. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I rated it a nine, but... It was like, it was close. Yeah. Um, we'll put Ma Rainey's Black Bottom at number three and then uh, put Soul at number four. Mm-hmm. And then number five, there's a bit of competition, but I think it's got to be Invisible Man. All right. It's a. Uh, What's the good. competition? Uh, Tenet and Mank and Onward. Oh, wow. A lot of competition. Kind of like all kind of around that those region. Are, those are all like solid eights. Yeah. But I think Invisible Man is the one that I was most like, this is really good. And I think it's really close to being a lot better. Okay. All so. right. Yeah, there we go. Worst movie of the year. The crude's a new age. I don't know. <laughs> worst movie you've seen of the year. Or worst thing. Mine's gotta be New Mutants. Like it's it's Yeah. It's bad, but it's it's I think it's worse because I know that it could have been better. Yeah, it probably will be. Like Wonder Woman eighty four has a lot of good things going for it. Yeah. Extraction is just it it does what it does. But I think Wonder Woman eighty four is like Everything else, the problem is everything else is just in inherently in the way that the movie is. Yeah. But like New Mutants, it's just salt in the wound that it could have been good. Yep. And Actually, I know it could have been. No, you know what the worst movie of the year was? It's Mulan. Oh, yep. No. Mulan. Absolutely. Hands down. Worst yep. movie. Like, I. this is... This is the official position of the official position. podcast. We have officially boycotted Mulan. Yep. If you want to know about the, why we're boycotting Mulan real quick, go and research the, I cannot remember their name right now. Uyghurs. The Uyghurs and Mulan and what Disney did. And it's yeah. like. Basically, they, they filmed in Xinjiang province, uh, which is a place in China where Uyghurs are being held in basically concentration camps. Yep. Um, the Chinese government has made it their unofficial official policy to systematically exterminate if not the population itself, at least their way of life. Yeah. Um, as a Muslim Uyghurs, minority. I, I think, I could be a little bit wrong on this, are uh, 
Chinese Muslims. Yes. There are two uh, Chinese Muslim populations, and the Uyghurs are one of them. Okay. Um, they constitute about 8 million people, where, I think. Where, I don't want to get too into uh, Where yeah. do they stand between Shia uh, Sunni? I have no is idea. That, is it like a different? Okay. I don't... No idea. Okay. Um, yeah. So basically, there's 8 million Uyghurs, and about 1 to 2 million of them are currently interned in camps, um, being re-educated. Uh, Chinese... Re-educated. That's the thing they call it. Yep. Uh, the, uh, ethnic Han Chinese who are the majority, um, Han Chinese men are being paid, uh, bonuses from the government to marry Uyghur women to dilute the, like the, the bloodline basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're basically just stamping out all the elements of their culture and no one's doing a thing about it. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's less, it's, it's bad enough not doing anything about it. Yeah. It's worse to go film a multi-million dollar movie in that area and, stimulating the economy to do it more and then thank them in the credits and then thank them in the credits it's yeah. just disney really yeah and then their apology was a non-apology yeah it was like it was i think if i remember it was like the kind of a i'm sorry you feel that way kind of apology yeah like something like that it was just bad it's just the whole situation that's why we that's yeah. where we stand on Mulan. it's a shame um, i was actually excited about it me too the trailer looks so good yeah <laughs> So. And that's not to say that like this the movie doesn't look good, but it's the principle. Yeah. Well, also I've heard the movie is not fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was not expecting this to go on for an hour and forty five minutes. Go us! We can sure spin our wheels. We really can. Uh, I have an idea on how we can cut down the video, and I'll text gauge that okay. in a little bit. Um, but uh, other than that, shoust we? Let's shoust. Thanks everyone for a great twenty twenty. <laughs> actually i had a pretty good year personally but like me too yeah honestly like all things considered it's we didn't catch covid yeah i got a promotion me too crazy yeah you do yeah yeah i got engaged you shut up no one cares i cares i cares congratulations friend. <gasps> thank you ah. you want to be groomsman no no oh. god dang it now i gotta find two people uh yeah so uh you can find this podcast if you enjoyed what you've heard here today i can't imagine why if you thought that our opinions were informative and enlightening i also can't imagine why but you can find more of this very content on anywhere you can find podcasts that'd be like soundcloud and spotify and itunes and podbean and iHeartRadio, and i think there's probably another one that i usually say in that list but i'm kind of doing it differently this time yeah mix it up i'm in my own head uh, you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook where we do Facebook stuff and I'm eventually going to maybe post that Wonder Woman review. Maybe I'll work on that tomorrow, but I've got a bunch of other things. I got to clean the kitchen tomorrow. Why am I talking about that on the podcast? I guess I'm more sleep deprived than I thought. Now I'm out of breath. End it. We're on Twitter at Justice Losers Pod. We're on Instagram at Justice Losers Pod. That's where most of the fan interaction stuff happens. It's on Instagram at Justice Losers Pod. We had the the um, the bracket, I guess, for our our best movies of the year that didn't include some of the best movies of the year, but that's okay. That's, I went with that's the one, like the most popular. Most the, yeah, ones. the ones that people have actually seen. Uh, yeah, so we'll do that. We've got a Gmail, JusteUsLosersPod at gmail.com, where if you want to get in on the ground floor on the debate between the endings of Defending Jacob and Queen's Gambit, you want to watch those shows, or you have watched both those shows, and you have definitive opinion on which one's ending is better, and more correctly wraps up its particular storyline, send us some long-form thoughts at our Gmail, JustUsLosersPod at gmail.com. We would be delighted to hear it and appropriate it and not give you any credit for it. Uh, what are we talking about next week? Do we know? what we're talking about next week am i talking about music next week maybe 
maybe I'm talking about my musical tastes next week. So uh, if you like uh, classical music, cool, sit down. If you don't like classical music, you're gonna be bored out of. That's not true. I'm gonna I'm gonna convince you that classical music's good. I've also got a lot of questions. It's gonna help keep the conversation from just being only classical music. So you'll get there. Come prepared. How? <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably next week. Um, if you got suggestions for episode topics you could do, we're kind of getting to that point where we've run out of most of our planned ones and we're going to have to start filling in those holes in our calendar again. So shoot us some suggestions, any of those social media places or emails that I've just listed. Um, we've got a YouTube. We post shortened video versions of these there. If you want to, if you've got a friend who's maybe not sure if they'd appreciate us and they want just a little, like a 15 minute sampling a little appetizer to see if they would really appreciate us you can send a, a little video it's basically a chopped down version of the discussion major shout out to our editor gage for putting those together um and those come out on thursdays thursdays a week after the episode so like a week and a half after the actual episode releases we get the video version it's cool it's good yes um all right uh here's to a good 2021 except odd years are always bad for me and i don't know why thanks for listening bye bye bye